irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk radio and all podcasting platforms. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome to another Max and Friends. If it's your first time joining us, where have you been? We have been here for 14 years. And now I get to say like six communicator awards later, two for outstanding host for a podcast last year and this year. And then we won some really good, um, fun, fun, fun communicator awards, one for outstanding single episode with music with Kimberly Joy and another one for outstanding uh, single episode for spirituality show. So thank you to the communicator awards. I know I said it last week, but I just felt like, you know, when you can ride this train (laughs) of being a communicator winner, I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride that communicator award train. Uh, Speaking of trains and planes and automobiles, I'm still in Colorado. I'll be here. Um, you know, it's Memorial Day, and I am pre-flying to New York on Saturday for two days. Then I'll come back to Colorado on Monday. Um, so, yeah, what are your what are your plans for tomorrow for Memorial Day? And you know, it's like okay, tomorrow's Memorial Day, but in the scheme of the metaverse, what is Memorial Day? When really? Where are we <laughs> in time and space? And um, you know, to even talk about Memorial Day, then it's like. You want to hear this show in two weeks from now, you're like, it's Memorial Day tomorrow? So it's not, it's wherever we are in time and space, but I just letting you know what I'm doing. So that's, you know, kind of what happens when you have a pre-record, but it's all good. You all know me by now. And if you don't, follow me at Max Tucci on Twitter and Instagram, and you can learn more about me. Speaking of following me on Twitter and Instagram, I encourage you to follow at The Delmonico Way on Instagram. It is my new cookbook that Rizzoli is publishing, The Delmonico Way, sublime, entertaining, and legendary recipes from the restaurant that made New York. It talks about my grandfather, my father's Delmonico era from the 1920s through the 19, and how really the, the stage and my grandfather really created the scene as well. So the two between the Delmonicos and the Tucci's, it became a legendary name. And it's, it's really one of the most uh, incredible legacies to be able to say is mine which is my grandfather's Delmonico's and the way he operated things and the way he created the Delmonico way and the way that he presented not only food, but the environment and hospitality was quite, quite remarkable. And it's all in the book, the story of his life and really highlights the 1920s through the 1980s when things were really a whole different era. And when self-worth, I think in the 19. 20s and 30s, when people dressed to go out, you see their self-worth was just so heightened. They they put such attention to detail, and that's the Delmonico way, the attention to detail. So buy the book. You can pre-order it now is my point. It's on all pre-order venues everywhere from the Rizzoli Bookstore to uh, Amazon, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, if that's where you want to buy your book, buy your book there. Target, also Barnes & Noble. And if you want to wait until October when the book releases, take a minute, take a break, and um, join me. We're going to have a lot of book tours and schedules. So Florida, New York, California, Italy, Washington, Connecticut. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
and buy the book in person, support local bookstores. Well, that's what I'm going to say about the intro to my show today. <laughs> and thank you to all who have been uh, helping me this past week in Colorado. I appreciate you all. It's um, It's been quite the journey, and I love you for, for being a part of the journey with me. And um, so we're going to flash back to about 10 years ago on Max and Friends when there was an author we had on the show, author model, and the book was called The Seven Shifts. And Sky Sheridan joined me then to talk about the book, his book, his life experience, and also really what the book, the intentions were on the book, about his survival through childhood trauma and into spiritual triumphs. So tonight will be a life class because Sky, it's like the 10 year reunion. <laughs> we are 14 yeah. years, the 10 year reunion where Sky is going to join us. And we're going to talk about, you know, the life class that he offers and that his new podcast, which is called Under One Sky. And there's so much to talk about. But before we get into the talking and into the conscious conversation we're going to have, take a minute to be present with me. Just be grateful and thankful that here we are in this now moment, wherever you are, and that remembering where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be and that no experience is ever wasted. I love you for tuning in. So here's what we're going to say. Sky is celebrating his 20th anniversary as a model, retired five years ago. He wrote the book, The Seven Shifts. You know about that? I spoke about that. This, that Sky Sheridan promotes healthy earth and happy. He loves the earth. He loves a healthy earth and he loves happy humans. He is a happy human. And we're going to talk about paradigms. We're going to talk about interconnection. We're going to talk about sustainable holistic design. We're going to talk about so many things here tonight. And of course, the new podcast. Look it up on YouTube right now. Go to Under One Sky. That's U-N-D-E-R-O-N-E-S-K-Y. Facebook, Under One Sky dot life. Twitter, at Under the Number One Sky. Follow Sky on Instagram, at Sky underscore Sheridan. And also, Under One Sky dot life. We've covered that all because we're going to talk. We're going to play a great song called Peace because that's what we need, some peace, especially after everything that's going on recently between Texas and Buffalo. And, you know, if we give energy to that, it we should give. And the anger and the rage we should bring right to the Washington. Um, so that's why we need some more peace. And peace is obtainable. You know, if you can see it in your mind, you can create it in your reality. So without any further ado, we're going to bring back my friend, 10-year reunion here on Max and Friends, the one and only Sky Sheridan. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Hey, Sky, welcome back to Max and Friends. <laughs> hey, thanks, Max. Man, 10 years has gone by so quick. What happened? It was like a flash in the pan, huh? It's the illusion of time, is it not? <laughs> you were just speaking about that. I love that, man. And congratulations on all the accolades you're getting. It's so awesome to see your growth and be part of your growth. And, you know, it's just like we've come so far in 10 years. So I love that uh, having uh, peers in the industry go in places, making, you know. Thank you. You know, I think also when there's passion behind what you do, it's the validation. And when others have say, I see you, I hear you and you matter and your show matters, it just validates my passion for, for doing it. You know, that yeah. we all pray, we all crave as humans. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Do I matter? 
And when you're told that, it, it puts a smile on your face, right? It makes it us sure happy. It sure does. Yeah. And so you like happy humans. World that's got, I love happy humans. And I love real value. And you're bringing real, like, real value to the world. So I love that about you. What you stand for is so what the earth needs right now, what humans need right now. So I'm 100% behind you, Max. Take it to the Thank max. You. That's where we're going together. We are. We are. So there's so much to cover. Um, because I want to talk about, I would love to talk about Sky Farms. You know, sustainable development. I love sustainable farming. We purchased a farm outside of New York, about an hour away from the city, where I have 11 acres, and I really want to get into sustainable farming there. But before we get into the happy humans, let's talk about things and food that nourish us. Nourishment is such a beautiful place to start. We're going to nourish not only the soul, but maybe nourish also your your stomachs <laughs> with Indeed. some ideas of food. So tell us about Sky Farms before we talk about anything else, because I really want to discuss Sky Farms. Sure, absolutely. So about 10 years ago, when I was doing the book, I was trying to find a way to contribute to the sustainable development goals, right? We had the millennial goals uh, back in 2000. We were trying to come together as the world. The UN made these goals to help us achieve unachievable things, to achieve the impossible, right? to get everybody fed, to get everybody out of poverty, to you know generate equality, those transferred into the sustainable development goals, the SDGs, as you'll hear them, me say on the show a couple times. And I decided that the most important goal was SDG number two, zero hunger, because there's so much around farming. So the planet, table, you know, it, it just touched all 17 goals. And there are 17 goals. So you know, there, there are a lot. And for me, for some reason, number two was the one that would tie them all together. You know, it's partnership for the goals, it's ending poverty, it's gender equality. You know, there's so many women that don't have a place, you know, they cook the food, but they can't grow the food, right? In many countries, they don't have land, they can't have access to tools to grow food. And as I started looking at the hunger problem, I started to see, well, what needs to happen is people need to be able to grow their own food. I mean, hardly anybody understands you know, where they get their milk. And when you go to the store, like, how does this stuff get to our homes? Mm -hmm. And we don't even stop to think about that. And the energy intensity, right, that goes into that food, like the water, the energy, the, the, the labor that surrounds the whole food and agriculture sector. So those things are so kind of hidden in the costs, like the true costs, mm -hmm. the true accounting costs of what we put on our table. And so I set out on a mission 10 years ago to do the impossible, which I don't know what my deal is, but in my consciousness, I just decide to go after the most impossible dreams. And you know what that's like, Max. It's a very difficult and daunting uh, path, but it has been so rewarding. I mean, the people you meet and the places I've gone and the change I've seen in carbon capture, soil, regenerative farming, ag tech. I mean, ag tech is like really where it's at right now. That's, you know, about five years ago, I started getting into ag tech, which is like hydroponics, aquaponics, aeroponics. Mm -hmm. And this is being able to grow vertically, using less space, less time, less energy. Um, anybody can do it. And that's kind of the thing I loved about agriculture, too. It's one mm -hmm. of those easy, it's like an easy sell. You're, you're kind of telling people like, hey, you love food, right? Growing food is really fun for kids. So you can start them off young, which is great. They love that. You can put food everywhere. You can grow food in a school. You can grow food in your backyard. You can grow food as a community in a community place that's an open space. And that mm -hmm. was another thing. I started seeing all these empty spaces in the city being an urbanite and thinking, why aren't these empty spaces being filled with, you know, places where people yeah. can gather, you know, and the gathering part to me too, like that's what kind of goes into this evolution of under one sky is that that became more important as I get, like went on this journey. Mm -hmm. The gathering of people around food and farming like take this, you know, all the 
the war that's going on. And, you know, you've mentioned Texas and of course, you know, Buffalo and all that. There's a lot of healing that happens and inclusion that happens when you bring people together on a farm. I mean, there's veteran farms now where people are healing their PTSD through farming. And I mean, it just mm-hmm. touches so many areas. So it's a two sure hours in 30 minutes, but no, well, you know what? <laughs> I love that you bring that up. And that's exactly why, you know, when we were searching for property, I wanted a farm and, you know, this property that we purchased, it's like, you know, the, the property itself for like 30 years was intended to. So it's like going in there and there's a really, really, really good documentary that for all of you who are listening, you want something to watch this, you know, called The Little Farm. Let my friend Taja Seville. I don't believe you have. No, I, like, I'm happy like, to meet anybody. Now's the time and here's why. Because Taja and you have something very similar. Taja's a guest of the show many, many times. We've been friends for a long time. And Taja created Urban Farming where she was in Michigan, saw all of these empty lots. She spoke to, you know, the town officials. Taja's backstory was that Prince discovered her. She became a singer. She, you know, was in did many albums. And then she wanted to get back into farming, which is what her father was teaching her how to do as a child. So she gets back into this. She discovers all these empty lots in Michigan and Detroit and goes to officials. And he's like, how much does it cost for all of this to be maintained? It was like a million dollars a year just to maintain empty lots in Michigan yeah. to, cut, yeah. to cut the grass. Yeah. So she created urban farming. And now she took it one step further. And she took it to vertical farming. So now she's teaching people how to grow right off of their balconies, these vertical farms. And she created amazing vertical. You can live in an apartment and create your own food. So there is something magical about creating food. There's something more magical, though, I think, (laughs) Sky, and you would agree in serving it and being with friends and family and having that that really beautiful, those conscious conversations of community with community, with people, and being able to say all are welcome at my table and not only are all welcomed at my table, but the food that's on the table is food that I grew for you. It takes yeah. it like to one step further, really the future of food and hospitality. So it really does, yeah. It's, it's a fascinating, you know, food is such a fascinating concept. And I love when you talked about, there's so many dynamics and facets that go into that carton of milk on the table, you know? And I, I was up at the farm in New York and I actually, I bought locally from even just a local market. I bought milk in a glass jar. And then I get into like the whole gratitude mode. And yeah. I love the milk. List the names of the cows too that, you know, supply the milk. But it's not oh, just, it. right? It's the farmer. It's the grain. It's the person who, you know, delivered the grain. It's the farmer's yeah. car. It's the farmer who had to then get the gas to bring his car to go to there, to went to sleep, you know, and then had his clothes washed to go to, you know, it's like all of this stuff. And then the truck driver who had to deliver it to there. And then I had to go drive. So there's so many facets. Into, and we just like unconsciously food shop where yeah, it's like yeah, such yeah. entitlement to like, I can go to the market. I don't have to think about it. I can pull it off the shelf, put it in my car, not even notice it, consume it and move on. And so it's what- that consciousness too, Max, that, that's causing the problem. That's the problem because you know we, we have enough food produced on the planet to feed 10 billion people. There's only 7 billion of us right now, right? So the problem is the convenience and the distribution of you know, these mass uh, farms and the access to that kind yeah. of food because, and then people not knowing the knowledge, like the common thing, you were saying something about 1920s, right? Going back to self-worth yeah. and all that. The, I think the most self-worth thing you can practice is taking care of yourself, right? Like dressing nice, of course, is part mm-hmm. of that, but like being able to know where your food comes from, knowing how things are built, like what kind of materials yeah. go into your home. I mean, these are things that are all about self-worth and yeah. 
food is like that thing that you know, because you're in the food sector as well. It's, it's the thing that we all share in common. It's the one commodity you need three times a day. You know, there's, there's, you need a priest once in a while and a doctor once in a while, but you need a farmer three, three times a day. I mean, it's the most or not, if not more. <laughs> or if not, not more. Well, yeah. but, so let me throw this question to you. What do you think the disconnect is for so many people with food? What's the disconnect where people don't really appreciate it for what it really is? Yeah, I think it's the, so, I mean, I'm going to talk about this. This might enrage some of your listeners, but okay. I, I, I'm a little bit like, I've been living in Europe now for seven years and it's more socialistic over here. And I would say that capitalism has something to do with it. It's the fact that we, I'm, my, I always train like youth in, in, in Erasmus projects. This is like, um, we take 35 kids and we teach them about farming and like the reasons why they should farm. And people ask the same question, like, well, why can't I just go to the you know, the store and buy some food. And I say, well, okay, you, you work for calories, you eat these calories, then you go mm -hmm. to work for 40 hours, right. To get paper money to go then buy the food. So why not spend some of those calories reduce, you know, you save so much money too, right. Growing your own food. If you have your own garden. And so it's a little bit like this capitalistic system pushes so much on us that it's so easy for you to just get the food whenever you want it. And you don't see the true cost. That's something I also talk about a lot in my work with the kids is helping them understand the true cost, like the energy cost, the cost on the planet, you know, the nutrients that are being extracted and how it's being done. And you should see their faces. They just totally light up like, what in the heck? I never knew this. And I think so maybe you're saying that capitalism makes it so easy that you, you don't know, you don't realize because it is so easy to go to a shelf and just buy something. So mm -hmm. I think back in the day, it wasn't so easy. So like our parents and grandparents had to think a little bit more about and, and struggle a little bit more. And I would say the easiest thing is not always the, the best thing, right, for us. And maybe not the thing that instills the most self-worth in our communities and in ourselves. You know, I think sometimes like going to the gym, that's a hard thing. It's not so easy, but, you know, you get results, mental health and, and physical health and emotional health. So it's all, all those things, you know, it's like just being aware of where these things come from is like the first step. And I think sometimes if you can just throw money at something, you lose the awareness of where the farmer is and who the farmer and meeting your farmer, I think is super important. Like I encourage yeah. everyone who's listening right now, go meet some farmers, hang out with them for a while. Cause I've been doing that for 10 years and they are the most incredible people and they're super spiritual. I'll tell you one thing, everything you need to learn about spiritual, the nature of yeah. life, you know, the cycle of life, planting a seed, watching it grow, you know, looking toward the sky, the seasons, dealing with the elements and challenges, how to plan for the future. I mean, all those things are like things mm -hmm. that are taught in the good in the good book, right? And all you yeah. need to do is go out into the farm and, and learn them by <laughs> there are there are earthly gurus. You know, the farmers are yeah. gurus. Know what's they up. Are. I love yeah. that. I love that. They, are totally. you familiar with farmers almanac? They used to have the farm. I think they still yeah, have the farmers almanac. Yeah. Yeah, they still and do. they used to predict seasons based off of like you know, the nature of the stars and the seasons yeah, and they're things magical. like that. They they're like are, wizards. You know? They're wizards and witches. They know exactly what they're doing. They, There's a oh, sorcery to it. They understand it. <laughs> they understand. I love that. Well, they're kind of a bridge, too. They're a bridge between yeah. the earth and the sky. Think about it. They've got their hands, their feet in the soil, and they're right. also studying the seasons and the sky and the sun and the rain, you know? They're they're the bridge people, you know. We're the ones For in the society sure. are kind of like just trudging around in the cement and locked in our car and going to our work. And it's like, I, I nobody looks up to the sky anymore. I mean, it's so crazy. Or it has their feet or hands in any kind of soil, really. I mean, I'm on paper yeah. all the time, so I don't know about you guys, but it's uh, it's not so. You know, we always that. we we always talk about grounding and like being able to actually like stick your feet in the earth. Two weeks yeah. ago or three weeks ago, check out. We did a great show called Rewilding. 
and how to basically undomesticate ourselves and go back to the <laughs> wild. Just enjoy what we really, you know, like Tarzan swinging from trees and having the best time ever, you know, and we can we can still do that in nature's classroom. We can create our own nature's classroom. But I want to talk about speak about like classrooms. You are part of the UN Food Systems Summit host. Expand yes, on yes. that and tell me more. So last year, the UN um, hosted thousands of farmers and entrep social entrepreneurs who are creating farms and you know working in agriculture to dissect the food system, which is a huge and global too. It's, you know, it's a global map of what you have to look at to solve this problem, which is why when I'm doing my work, what we did at Sky Farms, we had an open source agriculture initiative, which is welcoming all entrepreneurs under one umbrella based under one sky, which is what, how this kind of emerged into that, mm -hmm. um, to share knowledge, to share knowledge and, and map knowledge and map problems and how to fix them and share you know solutions. Um, so that's basically what the UN did. And they invited us at Sky Farms to come. We brought 80 of the experts from all around the world, like from Africa, India. Um, we have like the mayor uh, in Miami, he does a fleet farming, Chris Castro, who I love. Um, so many people who are innovating in the agriculture space and getting communities involved in agriculture. And I'm telling you, it was a magical moment in my career, in my life path, um, to see that many people coming together. And Jeffrey Sachs, I'm not sure if you know who he is. He's mm -hmm. like the SDG Joint, Joint Development Fund. And he like rebuked everyone at the <laughs> UN in the opening statement. And he was like, I mean, you want to talk about an, an anti-capitalistic who, you know, I was, uh, he's made so much money. So I, I and I think he knows what he's talking about, but he just like laid into everyone. Like, you know what the real problem is? <laughs> and if you ever watch that clip, it's actually on our YouTube channel. It will shake you to the core because you're like, wow, this guy is spelling out the problem. And the problem really is kind of centered around that we have um, monetized food. And I'm not saying we shouldn't monetize all food. I'm just saying that a lot of communities could band together and start creating their own food and just offset some of that monetization. Because, you know, like with everything that's for profit, yeah. you have to maximize profit every year. You have to have infinite growth on a finite system, which is kind of insanity. If you think about it, like constant growth, constant growth in a way that we have only finite resources sounds insane. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what they expect from us. And so that's their plan. And so you know, encouragement, you know, plant a garden in your backyard. Just, you don't have to be a farmer. Just kind of get involved <laughs> or support a farm or go to your local community farm and just check in and say, hey, you know, I want to buy from you or or whatever, because that's the support. Or donate. To draw. <laughs> or, or donate, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you can donate other things. You can donate your time. Right. You can donate, you know, by spreading the conversation. It doesn't always have to that's, be financial donations, you know? That's right. So, you know, well, listen, well, after the show, we're going to have more conversation um, because, you know, really, the intentions why I why we got this farm in upstate New York is for that. I just see so much possibility there, and the land is like, it's crying to be used. You know, I'm so I think proud of you, Max. That's, I'm so that's proud of you. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, and those are the challenges. You know, it's to you know to have the dream and the vision, and that's really that that um, the biggest little farm inspired me. But it was like the undertaking to do this. You know, it's like, okay, I might not be the one that's going to do all of the, the work. I'll roll my sleeves up and do what I have to do, but I want to start something. It's in yeah. me to start something. And I know that, like, you know, all will rise up and meet me because the intentions are really like this land is, again, it's like crying to be used. And there's so much yeah. land, like you saw, you know, in urban towns like Taja saw, that are like crying to be used. There's so much nutrients in the soil. There's so much, you know, that's underground. The magic is underground when you think about all of these root systems and this magical city that's under the earth. 
yeah. and yeah. able to have abandoned property and land that's like meant to farm on, not being farm on, the earth cries. So yeah. if you think that I'm crazy, for I, welcome to the show. Let's be crazy together. Crazy together in a sick world sounds great to me. I would say, right. you know, we are the conscious organ of, of nature. And yeah. as the conscious extension of this life that we've been given and all this, you know, elements in the planet Earth, we need literally terraform deserts into forests if we want to. We could take care of this Earth and provide for everybody. It's like that conscious shift. I don't think we have a crisis in, in climate at all. I think we have a crisis in consciousness because we've lost touch with the fact that we're stewards of the planet. You know, we, mm -hmm. we've lost touch with the fact that like the land, we're actually literally the conscious extension of the land. And it's our job to have the information to be like, how do we take care of this land? What are the possibilities here? How do we innovate with technology to like improve and heal what we have and capture carbon and regenerate soil? And, um, yeah. you know, and, and there's a huge renaissance going on with that, which I love to say that we have this uh, ag agricultural renaissance happening. Have you ever seen the, the, um, documentary kiss the ground it's on Netflix yes. or have heard yeah, yeah that's i would say that's the one that i think everyone should flock to they are doing the most incredible work with organizing communities and getting people like you know involved in in the whole spectrum and that's kind of what we were trying to touch at sky farms too is teaching people that there's a spectrum and you mm -hmm. fit in somewhere in that spectrum you know there's like urban there's rural there's high tech there's low tech and somewhere in that spectrum you fit in you know, yeah. and so everyone has to find their place. And that's kind of what you know, Arms was doing. I love it. It's, I always say that life is a kaleidoscope and no matter where you turn it, somewhere you'll fit into this, you know, picture of this, of this multifaceted earth. For those that are interested, Kiss the Ground is narrated by Woody Harrelson. It's on Netflix. It's activists, scientists, farmers, and politicians turn to regenerative agriculture to save the planet's topsoil and combat climate change. It was released in 2020. Watch it tonight. Watch it tomorrow. You're going to... We're giving you a good watch list between Kiss the Ground and this little <laughs> farm. We want to hear from you. So tweet me at Max Tucci and let me know if it inspired you to create a farm, whether it's an urban farm or a farm like in a farm. So, but Sky, so there's so much to talk about. You know, I love the fact that we're talking about food and I love the fact that we're talking about farming. So back to this farm that we have, you know, it's linked to a friend of mine, Tommy Rose. And Tommy Rose said, if you don't know how to do something, link up with someone who does. Best Link I've up heard. the stuff he does. <laughs> and that's the simplicity of this. So if you all are searching for something, what I know for sure is what you're looking for is looking for you. Don't be discouraged by someone's no, because remember that rejection is also protection. So you might not be the right fit for the person. Point being is that at one point, there's going to be that one person that says yes to you, and that shows you how to do things. So don't be discouraged. Farming is a huge undertaking, but it's something that, you know, if it's done with consciousness and intention and really like the pureness of wanting to get involved in it, it is one of the most magical returns you'll ever have. So I'm looking for that return on the farm. I'm looking for people to help me with the farm, with those 11 acres of land. So reach out to me at Max Tucci and let me know how we can further the conversation. Sky Sheridan, I want to talk to you about being a, a top 10 finalist at the EIT Food European Institute of Technology. Tell me more. Oh man, that was uh, that was a pivotal moment. Actually, I've had so many of those. Of course, as you take a career, you know you have all these you have failures, like you were saying before. Rejections, protection. I love that. That was so awesome, Max. And that's true. I got rejected from a lot of things, but that was a pivotal moment for me because and our team, um, because 
having a stamp of approval from like these types of organizations gives you the opportunity, right? To go and, you know, speak more and, and interact with other people and experts as well, which is what I was really looking forward to doing. And basically you, you go into this, it's a bunch of social entrepreneurs who are competing, which I, you know, don't like, I'd rather collaborate with these people, but you compete for a prize and you compete for, you know, like the Googles and the, uh, UN and all these people who are saying they'll give you help and resources. And so, you know, when you make this list, you, you get those resources and we did, and it helped propel us very quickly into a new dimension, um, which was really great. We have awesome. Like you were saying, if you don't know, there's a thousand people out there who do know, I mean, the solutions that we need are on every corner. They're in every mm -hmm. community. Someone knows something about how to heal this world, about how to get commu better communities, about how to do regenerative you know, energy. And it's just, if you want it, you can go get it. And the sky's the limit. <laughs> I don't mean to put a plug in there for me, but, um, you know, it's really true. So that's, that was the EIT and they're a really prestigious organization. EIT food is, I would say the best. If you're trying to become a social entrepreneur, anyone out there, look them up. It's in Europe, but they, um, accept people from all around the world and they're accepting ideas in, in every year. So if you have an idea, put it forward, you're allowed to go to the um, incubator and, you know, you work with all these people to like incubate your business and then you present and pitch, you even meet with banks, like the banks that are really interested in doing, you know, investing in this type of regenerative agriculture and you meet with huge farmers and um, yeah, like I got involved with the Savory Institute and there was just, you know, the sky was the limit when it came to being a top 10 finalist because I got doors open, you know, you know how that thing is like you put yourself out there and it was scary as hell. It's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. I struggle with like massive anxiety. So if anybody out there is struggling with any type of anxiety or like doubts about, I can't do this and maybe it's too hard. And like, you know, I'm just one person just show up. That's why I tell everybody. Show get into up farm. Regardless. Just get into farm. Just show <laughs> up farm. Show yeah. Up farm. I'm coming to your farm. No, I have a zillion people I can connect with too, Max. I, I, I oh, love the two of Please, please, I, please. I, I will. I will. I mean, I love it because... I, that's one thing I love doing. And one thing that Sky Farms was really good at doing is connecting. We were like building leadership for other people too. So that's my whole thing. I love raising leaders to like the position they need to be in and also making connections. So I'll definitely do that yeah. for you, Max. I, I want to see I your love farm it because, thrive. you know, really what I, and the intention behind the farm is to like use the food that we produce there to, you know, to source it to restaurants in the city, you know, and yeah. like it, yeah. New York is not that like New York is a huge state, but to have a farm 45 minutes out of the city, that is where you're getting your food from. It turns into conscious eating. So there's yeah. really like, you know, I know it's 11 acres, but you know, 11 acres can turn into 111 to 1011. So it's just like, you know, figuring it out and having a footprint. So this is my yeah. footprint. I really, I would be so honored to have you, you know, a part of it. I'm, it's been one year since we had the farm. Obviously Rome wasn't built in a day. And, no, no, no. you know, I love saying Rome wasn't built in a day, but it was destroyed in a day. And that's where <laughs> I don't want to be, you know? So I want to no. take my time so that when we do it, we do it right with intention. Um, yeah. We're going to play a song. Before we play a song, I got to ask, how's your mom? Oh, you are so sweet for asking that. She's doing really well. She got back to Chicago. She's healing. When she hears this, she'll just have a huge smile on her face. You asked that she's doing great. It was scary. You know how scary it is? Hospital and gun where no one's speaking everything. And she was going on the Camino to discover mm -hmm. God, like on this pilgrimage, you know? And so we kept laughing the whole time I was there. I was like, well, mom, you're discovering God. You've got your own pilgrimage going on in this bed right now. And she Look, took that. Here's what I know. God, <laughs> God said, and I'll speak for him. God said, be still and know. <laughs> I know. know thyself. And that's exactly know thyself. <laughs> but you know, it's scary uh, to be in a hospital in any country, let alone in another one. 
you know? Yeah, so I'm yeah. glad she's on the bed. I'm glad she's home and healing. And be still and know, Mama. Still and know, for sure. We We're going to send some peace to your mom. We're going to send some peace to the nations. Peace to the farm. Peace to the people. Peace to the valley. I'm ready. Right? I'm ready. Johnson, Max and friends, peace. And we'll be right back. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to the show. That was Sabrina Johnson. Peace. 
We need some peace in our minds, peace in our soul, peace in the valley, peace in the city, peace in your soul. Sky Sharon is joining me from the margins of society. He's always observed a different perspective. That's what he says. His book, The Seven Shifts, which we interviewed him here on 10 years ago, is an amazing read because it's about survival through childhood trauma and into spiritual triumphs. Now we're talking about food. You know, when we were first discussing the show, we were talking about ways, what do we want the intentions to be? What do we want people to take? And like his new podcast, Sky, like, just to see solutions, hear humanity and feel the futures. A show you don't just listen to, but you feel for mover shakers and visionary makers. It's available on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and go get, like, listen to it right now. Um, we were talking about this, and what I love is that, I love it if I plan one thing that the universe then laughs. It's like, no, we're not going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about this because whatever we say tonight is what you need to hear. And so maybe not you, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Maybe your friend needs to hear this. <laughs> and maybe it's you that's going to tell your friend to hear this. So we're going to just stay in the whole food aspect of farming and talk about as much as we can in the more time that we have because there's still so much to cover. So. Welcome back, Sky. <laughs> Thank you so much. Max, I just danced my ass off right now. <laughs> Isn't that the best song? song? <laughs> oh, God, I just love you for that so much. It's such a good affirmation. It raises your vibration immediately. So my question to you is, why did food and why did Sky Farming, what was it really inside of you that said, Sky, you're the one that is going to make this happen? What was it? Oh man, what a question. Um, well, the way my mind works uh, is all about networking. <laughs> I like to make maps of things. And as I was mapping out the SDGs, and I don't know if you know my mom and, and, and you know, they've been pioneering sustainability way before. They've always been ahead of the curve and, you know, teaching us about like solar energy and farming and all the solutions are out there. So um, it's always been part of my DNA. And I would like to say I'm a child of sustainability because I did grow up in childhood trauma, which the book is about. And I learned how to adapt and be resourceful, and resilient, mm -hmm. which is like the backbones of sustainability. So, you know, how your life guides you. I got into sustainability and I was trying to figure out out of the 17 goals, where could I place my power? Especially as like a model, I felt like, hey, I have all these people, they pay me already to do advertising. So why don't I start advertising for something that like is good, a message is good, right? And yeah. I just, I was going through all the SDGs and I thought, man, number two, which is zero hunger, it really it, it like encapsulates all 17 for me. It's about education. It's about gender equality. It's about poverty. Um, it's about partnership for the goals, which is actually what I'm doing with Under One Sky right now. We're working for the World Economic Forum and the Young Global Leaders and working at a very high level to create networks with um, this company called Panarchy, who I work for, to create partnerships and communities for the goals. So, you know, I focused on food because I thought that was the solution. It's the primal energy, right? It's the primal calorie. You know, you need calories to live. And so in my mind, I thought before you can do anything else, before you can address any of these goals, you got to be fed, you know? And then on top of feeding people, it started going again, like a ripple effect, you know, cascaded out into other things like, oh, wow, there's like a gender problem in farming. And oh, wow, like there's a lot of poverty problem in farming. And there's like a, um, a creating dialogues and partnership and community is what farming does. And so as I started to tick off all the boxes, I thought, I'm going to throw myself into agriculture and I grew up farming too. So I knew all about this. I just didn't know it wasn't convincing for me enough to go out and like try to sell farming to everybody or learn everything there was to learn about agriculture. But man, 
when you go after something and you ask that inner presence inside of you to guide you, it takes you on, <laughs> it takes you on a ride. And I did. I started learning all I could. I, I came over here to Amsterdam, Amsterdam, or well, Netherlands, for instance, is the, the world's second largest producer of food, right, behind the United States. And it's a tiny, tiny little country. So they have perfected farming. And so I came over here seven years ago to really get intensive learning about the entire spectrum from a university called Wageningen versus uh, say And I started my journey and just put my whole heart and soul into educating myself and figuring out how I could um, get involved in the yeah. solution. And so I think I'm my best um, community member or a you know customer, if you will. I'm the guy that I wanted to solve the problems for. I think that's the best place to start any kind of project. Mm -hmm is like solving it for yourself. And so that's where I started. You know, that's how that got and it took me on this journey where now I'm suddenly an expert and people are asking me to consult and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a much bigger, I have a seat at the table. That was my biggest thing too, is I want to get a seat at the table. Cause I want to have like, I'm just a little bit of a nobody. And I want to have a, I want to have a seat at the table where I can make changes with these, with these big players. And this journey led me right there, man. I mean, Isn't I'm, that right, beautiful? I'm, at, I'm at the table now, so I'm able to, to hear the but here's what I know for sure about you is that there was always a seat for you at the table. You just have to realize it. Yes, <laughs> you just have to realize it. it. <laughs> that that's, seat that's has been waiting for you for a very long time. And that's yeah. why, you know, I love success is when really there's a great quote about success and I'm going to read it like in its proper form is when preparation meets opportunity. Success mm -hmm. is when preparation meets opportunity or to take it to quote by Zig Ziglar was success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. So you just weren't ready yet. You were, the seat that was is. there for you. You just weren't ready yet. And then you are. And then American university steps in and you did it with them. And I love your posts on IG under one sky dot life. You say, we did it incredibly proud of, and tell us what you did and why you're so proud of American university. And, that's a big amount of money. <laughs> Tell us yeah, about yeah. So the National Science Foundation, I'm so glad you referenced that, man. So the National Science Foundation um, gave the biggest grant in history to solve food waste, basically. And so American Union, we were working with University. I, um, you know, I'm also really into diversity and inclusion. So I actually started off with Morgan State uh, with this lovely woman, Celeste. And, you know, Morgan State is like an all-black college. And um right. I just like the prospects because that's kind of where the farming is needed the most and the education is needed the most to empower people who uh, are like the bottom billion in a way, like organizing the people who don't have the information who can rise up and actually, and you know, these people are the ones who started with the land, know the land better. So mm -hmm. I just felt really connect with that. And that led into, you know, you start one step and then the next step is like, oh, we're at Wayne State University now talking about yeah. data and exactly. how to find out where like the food deserts are and like, why aren't people getting this education? And then we got connected with American <laughs> University, where um, Swale, who is this incredible human being, we're going to have on the podcast soon in the future, um, and I'm connecting with all these Sky Farms resources, uh, asked us to be partnership on this, you know, uh, grant that they were putting together for the NSF. And sure enough, just like one day, I opened my email and it was like, we got it. Like, they just gave it to us. And it's the largest grant in history. It's $15 million over six years. And I was just like, that is so incredible. So to be part of something like that, you know, to know that you put your blood, sweat, and tears in something and that it's a collective effort, you know. I don't mm -hmm. ever want to do anything on my own. I, I love collaborative efforts. And that's really what Undersky uh, became is how to move from competitiveness to collaboration on all these SDGs and also with farming and everything. It's going to take us all 
to solve these problems, you know? And we we need to kind of stop creating entities like, this is my movie and your movie and this is my uh, farm and your farm. We need to pool all our resources. farm. Yes. It's our farm. You know, it's our <laughs> children's farm. It's going to be passed yeah. down to our posterity. This world we passed down to our posterity. Yeah. It's our world. And so we just need to be more collaborative in that space. And so that's what I love about the NSF and American University is it's a partnership between, I think, 26. I might be, you know, it's growing every day because they're inviting more people into the partnership. And mm. man, it's just going to be a really fantastic journey. So I'm actually turning all that over to my my leaders in Sky Farms mm. and letting them take the show. We've got some really great leaders in, in Sky Farms who are going to go do that while I journey off on this community building experience with the World Economic Forum and uh, Panarchy and, you know, doing my other community design and network design stuff, because that's really where my my talents, I think, are best used at this moment at the table. Right. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So. And then when you want to take a break from the table, you come to our farm in New York. <laughs> Amen, Max. I'm going to bring an army, so you better be ready. Uh, be uh, listen, I am ready. We, and here's the beauty of this. There's a 6,000-square-foot barn, right, that was kind of converted into uh, an art studio, and, you know, it's a, a really cool space. But it's like, bring the army, because we could house them there. <laughs> we'll I love them that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. And, you know, what's really important, too, when we were looking for land, this was kind of a surprise that on the property, there's like this major river that runs through it that feeds the reservoir to New York City. Wow. So there's a waterfall, there's water. So it's like a lot of a lot of farmers have issues with the water, that they don't have enough water. And so to be able to have a river that runs through it is magical. Yeah, <laughs> I love that reference. Um, you know, And that's a big thing, too, is that we're running out of water. Like there's mm -hmm. so many issues with food that people don't understand. I mean, the, the war in Ukraine is disrupting food supply chain here in Amsterdam because the grain is gone. Like you, the, the, the bread shelves are empty and our prices for food are going skyrocketing. Yeah. You know, it's just going to continue to compound. So this is actually a preventative measure, like preventative health, what you can do, you know, let that food be that medicine, eat the right food and you won't get the disease. Right. You know, there's so many things tied into food as well. And the army I'm going to bring into your, to your farm has to do with another program I was involved in with in very early stages of Sky Farms was um, WorkAway. So there's mm -hmm. this whole program where you can get uh, you know people from all around the world who want to visit your farm. They'll come live with you. You all you have to do is house and food to feed them, and they'll work on your project. They'll work on your. That's farm. exactly what I need. See, yeah. I love to say what you're looking for is looking for you. We're, we're going to connect after the show. We have so much to talk about. We only have like four minutes left. I seldom do I repeat myself saying we have so much to talk about, but we do. I'm going to have to bring <laughs> you back because there is so much to talk about. And when you come back next time, I want you to bring some friends with you. Bring that army so that we can collectively have a bigger conversation about this because we've created such a wonderful footprint right now. We're taking the first step for so many people. So we're helping you take that step. If you want to learn more, I promise we're going to expand on this. What I want, Sky, you to leave people with is, and I love it because it's on your post on underonesky.life, is building a future with farmers too. What I'm, mm -hmm. The question I want to ask you is, what is something our listeners can do right now to start building a future warmer? Yourself, that same know thyself, spiritual knowledge, plant mm -hmm. a seed. Just get, if you don't even know where to start, just start a little seed. It's the easiest thing to do. And I've encouraged so many people to start a little, little farm in their home or their backyard during the pandemic. Um, we, we converted so many people who didn't know where to start into doing victory farms, like reviving this whole World War II, you know, growing your own mm -hmm. food. And they were daunted by it because they were like, I don't have the time. And I said, you know what? Just plant a seed. 
That's where it starts with everybody. Just put a seed in a little bit of soil, watch it grow and start there. And it'll multiply. And people do. They, play, they plant one little plant. The tomato starts growing. And they're like, I want maybe squash or maybe I want some zucchini. Mm. And they start planting more. It gets addictive. And you watch this little thing grow and it becomes your project and you get more connected. And that's the, the easiest way to start. Um, mm. That's the one step. Become the farmer. With. Become, become the, the farmer. farmer. That is really <laughs> the message. It's like become we the farmer. all need to get involved in just that one little thing and just plant that so seed. We'll take, so we'll take that post one step further. Building a future with farmers means becoming the future by being a farmer. I love that. You want to be in charge of my PR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> become the farmer. That's the new hashtag. hashtag become the farmer. And Amen. when we say become the farmer, you can start like, you can go right now online, go to, go to a local, and go to a local um, nursery buy a tray, ask for a packet of seeds, get some soil and do your thing. It's not that big of a deal. You know, we don't have our yeah, saying Max. conquer the 11 acres of Max's farm. Start, yeah, take the first exactly. step. In the Netherlands, they have uh, a place called Abertine and they send you, they give you seeds with every purchase because they're all yeah, farmers here. And right. I'm also not suggesting that you try to compete with farmers because I really do believe you should go. I mean, the next step is you should go meet a farmer and learn from them or just ask them, you know, just give them some love. Like the farmers are doing yeah. so much work. You know, it's a hard job to be a farmer and uh, just give them some love. So become the farmer and give a farmer love. Those are the two steps. Uh, you hashtag know. give a farmer love. I love yeah. it. <laughs> so this summer I'm going to be in Italy. So we're like a hop, skip, jumping away. So oh, we're in, yes. I'll be in Florence at the house there. And you'll see the property I have there is incredible. We have um, olive uh, orchards. We have vineyards. That's what it is. But there's enough land to do farming there, too. So if we want to spearhead a farm in Italy, let's do it there, too. I'm right next door. <laughs> I'm happy to come work. see you. Yeah, let's make it happen. Make it it's, already, it's already happening. I'm so it's glad we were right now. You know, it's like, even though it's been 10 years, it's like we picked up exactly from where we left off, and that's in friendship. So thank you so much for joining me here on Max and Friends tonight. Before we bounce, what is it that you want people to take with them into this now moment? Into this now moment, I want you to know that there are possibilities and to stop focusing on impossibilities. We need to make a, a, a space for possibilities to heal, to create solutions, to come together, to heal ourselves and create wholeness in this world. And that's all in the realm of possibility. If you, you think it can't be done and you get disturbed with like all this news and everything that's coming against us, don't do it. Step into the realm of possibility because it's possible. We can heal this world in the next five or six years with the technology we have. So, and with the power of collective power of human beings, my God, we build pyramids, we go to the moon. It's po anything's possible. That's what mm. I want people to know. It is so true. Sky Sheridan, thank you so much for joining us here on Max and Friends. I'm going to pick up off on that because Audrey <laughs> Hepburn once said, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. You are mm. possible. I see you. I hear you. I love you. You matter. You are possible. And nothing right now is greater. Your power inside of you is greater than any circumstance. So remember that. The power within you is greater than your circumstances. Take that and run. Know that all is possible. Thank you for tuning in to Max and Friends here on LA Talk Radio and all podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Max Tucci. And remember to follow Sky Sheridan, Instagram at Sky underscore Sheridan underscore. No, that's yes, that's that one. And at underonesky.life. I'm going to post them on mine. You'll find them there. Love them. Follow him. Join him. Listen to his new show, Under One Sky. Go on YouTube right now and 
always tune into Max and Friends when you have the chance. I love you for listening. Until next time, good night and good karma. And remember to take life to the max. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Good night.